0: Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace.
1: The Hemingway quote that begins, the world breaks everyone, is not the one with which I wanted to begin this new year, but let's lean in not to what we want, but to what we are given. The world breaks everyone, he wrote, and afterward many are strong at the broken places. This is the story of the spiritual path, being broken by the world, being brokenhearted and broken open. The seeds of our greatest strength are in that brokenness, that heart-broken openness. Who isn't enchanted by the directive to follow your heart? Where would you go if your heart were leading? Whom do you love? What do you love? Where do you love? It's worth hours of blissful fantasy. But it is not where the greatest power is. Of transformation lies. Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung said, who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakens. Your vision will become clear only when you look into your own heart. Let's try this instead. Ask yourself, What breaks my heart? Follow your heartbreak. In our broken hearts are the keys to what moves us. In our broken hearts are directives to passion and purpose. In August of 2005, Hurricane Katrina made landfall in Louisiana and wrought terrible destruction. Joining people of faith from all over the country, many of us from Arlington Street flew to New Orleans to try to help. And if you asked us, why are you here? Each one of us had a very specific image or a newscast that had propelled us from the comfort of our homes to the scene of the devastation. Families up on the rooftop waving at helicopters desperate for rescue. Dogs being lifted from the floodwaters into rowboats, nursing home staff that refused to abandon their residents, and hospital staff working by flashlight. Having made several trips, Kem and I decided to take a group of her high school students to help. They're good kids, but without the least bit of cynicism, I can tell you that they need a compelling service project on their transcripts. On the first morning, we grabbed crowbars, hammers, and saws, tools for gutting houses ravaged by flood, and arrived in the Lower Ninth Ward at the home of Miss Doris. Or should I say, the former home. Miss Doris was living in a flimsy FEMA trailer in the driveway of her ruined house. The students gathered around the stoop as Kem and I knocked on the cheap aluminum screen door. She emerged and surveyed us calmly. She was probably in her mid-70s, but life had been very hard on her, and not just in the past year. Miss Doris, I said, we're from Gann Academy and we've come to help you. And Miss Doris, raising her arms into the air, said, every night I have prayed to God for you to come. Every morning I have prayed to God for you to come. And now, at last, you have come, my angels. That was the moment that it was no longer about the students' transcripts. That was the moment their hearts were broken. That was the moment they heard the voice of a higher calling and got to work. Inside the house, it was well over 80 degrees and 80% humidity. The high water mark was six feet up the walls, which were covered with black mold. The house stank of mildew and God knows what else. The kids hardly seemed to notice. They dove into the wreck and were unrelenting. Every half hour or so, Kem and I would call for a break, call them outside into the fresh air, and offered them cold water. We could barely get them to stop working. They could not wait to get back into the house to help Miss Doris. In the middle of the day, they gathered around the stoop eating their lunch. Miss Doris held court, calling them, My babies my angels. That night, she was all they could talk about. Their outrage that an elderly woman had been abandoned by government officials to fend for herself was clear and sharp. It broke their hearts. They were furious. They were on fire. I can tell you that if someone had told them to follow their hearts, their hearts would never have led them to New Orleans, to their purpose and their passion. But they had seen Miss Doris standing on her soup, calling down the grace of God, and it broke their hearts. And following that heartbreak, they came to know that they were the instruments of that saving grace. American theologian and civil rights leader Howard Thurman said, ask yourself what makes you come alive, and go do that. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Follow your heartbreak. These examples are everywhere. In 2006, Blake Mycoskie was traveling in Argentina On vacation from his fourth entrepreneurial startup, he was 29 years old. Just outside Buenos Aires, he couldn't help but notice the extreme poverty, and especially all the kids who were without shoes. Not having shoes means blisters, sores, infections. It bothered him. It really bothered him. It broke his heart. He had no experience and no connections to the shoe business, but he did have a name for his idea, TOMS, standing for Tomorrow's Shoes. And then unbidden, a very simple concept surfaced in his mind, what we now know as the one-for-one business model, donating a new pair of shoes for every pair of shoes sold. Today, Tom's has sold nearly 100 million pairs of shoes and given 100 million pairs of shoes to people in need. Presbyterian minister Reverend Frederick Beekner says, The place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Start with your broken heart. Follow your heartbreak. When we find ourselves in tears over the news, what if we turned toward it rather than away? What if we chose to act as if that particular story was in our path for a reason. Rather than being eviscerated by our sadness, our helplessness, our anger, can we just sit with the full catastrophe? Presbyterian minister and children's television icon Fred Rogers changed my life when he told me to look for the helpers. When I was a boy and would see scary things in the news, Mr. Rogers said, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. Early on Christmas morning, when an alert sounded from an RV parked in downtown Nashville warning that a bomb would go off in 15 minutes, Six police officers ran toward the danger, pounding on doors and shouting people out of harm's way. In the aftermath in which no one except the bomber was killed, it would have been easy to focus on his depravity. Instead, I was captivated by the heroic actions of officers Amanda Topping, Brenna Hosey, James Llewellyn, James Wells, Mike Sipos, and Timothy Miller. We are profoundly shaped by where we turn our attention. Follow your heartbreak. It's a good thing to do with a broken heart, to get clearer about who we are, what moves us and changes us, our mission. Instead of looking away, Look for a way. In 2017, the mother of a 17-month-old was killed in the Paris attacks. Her husband addressed her murderers in this Facebook post. I will not grant you the gift of my hatred, he wrote. You're asking for it, but responding to hatred with hatred is falling victim to the same ignorance that has made you what you are. Now we are just two, my son and I. But we are stronger than all the armies of the world. He will eat his meals as usual, and then we are going to play as usual. And for his whole life, this little boy will threaten you by being happy and free, because no, you will not have his hatred either. In the past four years in this country, a widespread impulse to return hatred for hatred and its ugly allies, anger, fear, greed, has only grown stronger. Hatred, anger, fear, and greed break our hearts. Can we make a different choice? 31 years ago, Oscar Campo fled violence in his hometown of Tamaulipas, Mexico, and crossed the border into Texas. His efforts to obtain a work visa failed. Oscar married Umbarta, and together, they raised three American-born children all citizens and owned a successful landscaping company in New Jersey. In December of 2017, Oscar and Umbarto were deported, leaving their children behind. The year before, in 2016, 25,000 people were deported, leaving their children behind. That's a lot of broken families, a lot of broken hearts. Boarding a flight to, New Me- to Mexico City at the airport in Newark, Humberto told his 24, 22, and 16-year-olds, fight for your dreams because life continues and you will always find good people who support you. There are a lot of good people. Don't give up your hope. Can our broken hearts lead us to act, to help, to open our wallets, raise our voices, speak to our elected officials, to do something to stem the tide? Can we counter hatred, anger, fear, and greed with love, compassion, courage, and generosity? Follow your heartbreak. I saw a meme that says, and every day the world will drag you by the hand yelling, this is important, and this is important, and this is important. You need to worry about this, and this, and this. And every day it's up to you to yank your hand back, Put it on your heart and say, no, this is what's important. Beloved spiritual companions, let's close with English poet David White's The Journey. Above the mountains, the geese turn into the light again painting their black silhouettes on an open sky. Sometimes everything has to be inscribed across the heavens so you can find the one line already written inside you. Sometimes it takes a great sky to find that first bright, indescribable wedge of freedom in your own heart sometimes with the bones of the black sticks left when the fire has gone out, someone has written something new in the ashes of your life. You are not leaving. Even as the light fades quickly now, you are arriving. Happy New Year. Follow your heartbreak. Amen. And now for our benediction, I invite you to put your hands over your heart and namaste. I bow to the divine in you. Our benediction is from Ryan Arilke. And now let us believe in the new year that is given us. New, untouched, full of things that have never been. Let us keep this faith, beloveds, and pass it on. The service begins when the service ends. Bless your hearts. I love you. Happy New Year. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.